This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sha la 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 la. I was down at the New Amsterdam, staring at this yellow-haired girl. Mr. Jones strikes up a conversation with a black-haired flamenco dancer. And you know she dances while his father plays guitar. She's suddenly beautiful, and we all want something beautiful. Man, I wish I was beautiful, so come dance the silence down through the morning, sha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, yeah, uh-huh. That's my rendition of the first verse of Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows. The year is 2000. What is happening in the year 2000 where I am here to tell you Survivor is like the biggest show on television, which, you know, we still love. Napster comes out in the year 2000. Potter Mania, Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter book comes out in the year 2000. Huge. Say it with me now. Razor Scooter comes out in the year 2000 where I iconically fell off of one and gashed my chin. The DVD comes out in the year 2000. This was like the year of tech, okay? DVD. Oh, wait, actually, no. They had been out. Excuse me. They just became more affordable, (laughs) which I think is really fun. Me and fun. Um... Hmm. Oh, wow. Budweiser introduced their iconic ad campaign. What's up? Remember that? I remember that. And um, the amazing song, Who Let the Dogs Out, was still popping on the charts. And where were we when we were listening to Who Let the Dogs Out? Who were we? We were Aaron Foster. Hi, thanks for having me. I mean, I'm like devastated to have to talk about high school, but I guess it'll be uh, healing for me. It's this this podcast is all about healing high school trauma and yeah. and you know, mending our wounds one step at a time. And the first step in this healing process is what was going on with you in high school? Who was Aaron in high school? What was the vibe? What was your high school like? Were you mm. Were you like, was it clicky? What was the scene? Tell us what was going on. It was um, uh, not my good years, I would say. (laughs) Um, I would say I was not the best version of myself in high school. I was um, was living in Malibu. Mm. And um, 
it, I think when you say Malibu High, it sounds like Sweet Valley High to people, you know? Mm-hmm. It sounds like a great place to live. But um, I had purple hair and an eyebrow ring and was fat. And <laughs> um, so growing up in Malibu is not fun when that's who you are. It sounded uh, like you and I would have been best friends. Purple hair and an eyebrow ring. I wanted an eyebrow ring so bad. I used to draw with eyeliner two dots of, on my mm-hmm. eye to like see what I would look like. Yeah, I thought it was like evidence that I was edgy, mm. um, but it, I was definitely not edgy. I was just trying so hard for people to think that I was edgy. It was a very emo. It just, that wasn't like a term then, but, but I was um, fake emo because... Mm. The truth is that who I really am is basic. Yes. But I didn't want to be basic, and so I was trying really hard to be emo. And so I was at war with myself, and it uh, it really came out by my um, like angry dis- demeanor. And um, I f- like f- pretty much failed out of the tenth grade. I had mm. to redo it. Mm. It was not. Those were these were not my good years by any by any means. I feel very kindred to you. I was really bad at school, and I had a bunch of awful haircuts, and I was also very broody. So kind mm-hmm. of cut from the same cloth. When you did say, you grow did you grow up in L.A. As I well? did not. I grew up in Washington D.C. Okay, but. When you say you failed high school, I mean, failed 10th grade and had to repeat it, did you literally need to, like, redo all of 10th grade? I had to redo it in summer school. Oh. Yeah, I had to do it in summer school. And honestly, I think I would say that I failed 10th grade almost intentionally. Mm. Like, I was really trying to get attention, I think. I don't know. I was trying to, like, be something. And I I really couldn't figure out who I was or what I was or what my thing was. And I felt really like, I felt really uninspired by my life. I just was not interested in the same things that people around me seemed to be interested in. I couldn't win at like the hot girl game that everybody was playing in Malibu. Um, And nobody seemed to be interested in the like, deeper soul-searching emo vibe that I was going for. So it just kind of felt like the things I valued wasn't what everyone else valued. I wasn't good at the things that they valued. And what I mean, I guess in Malibu, what do people value? Like surfing and like swim and like sports and shit and like riding around in a Jeep and being tan or something? Yeah, it's like stoner culture. Mm. Uh, be- it's like beach stoner culture. And uh, it's really just kind of like small town mentality. Like no one's really thinking bigger. And it's kind of like what car do you drive? How hot are you? How tan are you? How skinny are you? Mm. And um, and I did come from a family that was influential in the small town. Like I, I came from money technically, but... I had sort of a weird experience where um, my dad was super successful and he had this life that people were would connect me to, but I didn't live with him. So we lived in different houses. Um, so I sort of sometimes felt like I got uh, blamed for being kind of like a rich girl, but I also wasn't living at the place that everyone associated me to. Right, you know? right. So I kind of didn't um, know where I fit in and I was really trying to be like, connected to people and I just couldn't Mm. really figure out how to do that um so I left and I went to boarding school in Switzerland in 11th grade did you go to Le Rosé isn't that the famous boarding school in Switzerland 
It is, but it teaches in French, and I didn't know French, so I couldn't go mm. there. There mm. are two. <laughs> there are two American schools in Switzerland. One is called Tassis. That's in Geneva. It's like a chain, um, and I couldn't get in there. <laughs> a chain, a chain boarding school. That's, the TGI that's Fridays of elite boarding yeah. schools. That's what they call them because there's like one in London and one in Geneva. It's a whole thing. Yeah, but it's I a chain. I couldn't get in there, and so I got into a school called Laison American School um, in, like, a tiny, tiny little village in uh, Laison, Switzerland. Um, sounds a lot like Lausanne, Switzerland, which is where I took the train to and got there and realized I was in the wrong town. No! Um, yeah. That's yeah. awful! Uh, I know. I didn't know the difference. <laughs> so you went um, there for your junior and senior years? Only my junior year. And uh, how was that? I have a lot of regret on not going for my senior year. Uh, honestly, it was it changed my life is the truth because I went to Switzerland where there were all these kids who gave a shit about their future. And I had come from this school in Malibu where all of us kind of like had this mentality of like fuck school or fuck our parents and like fuck the system and no one gave a shit at what you got in your SATs. No one cared where you were going to college. No one cared about anything outside of high school. It was just about high school. And then I went to boarding school and all anybody cared about was their future. I want to go to a good school. I want to do all the extracurriculars. I want to learn as many languages as I can. I want to travel. Like people had these like bigger um perspectives of the world and I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be with people who cared about school. I wanted to be around people who encouraged me to be to not be so cynical. Um, the popular girl was not necessarily the hottest girl. Right. She was the girl that actually had the most going for her. And that was something that was much more digestible to me. I felt like I wasn't, I, I was able to um, like feel included in that, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's so refreshing going from like uh, Malibu where I, are, I even feel now when I go to Malibu and visit, like I love Malibu and part of me is like, I want to live here and like have this life. But it is very small town vibes. It's very like this little pocket of the world and that's people's reality. And whenever you go to an international school, especially everyone is like, suddenly sophisticated you're dealing with like 16 year olds that like are reading fancy books and speaking multiple languages you're mm -hmm. like whoa this is a whole new universe mm -hmm. and Malibu is really different this is 20 years ago Malibu today is very commercial there's a lot of big brands there and stores and it wasn't like that when I lived there when I lived there it like properly was a small town there really wasn't right any of that stuff. Right. You couldn't go and pop off at the Malibu Country Mart and shop at Frame Denim, honey. No. You could go there, but I'm pretty sure they had like 98% angels still there. and Love that. Um, and and um, uh, Planet Blue. That was like our big, that was our big shopping Planet moment. Blue. May she rest. May Planet mm -hmm. Blue rest. We That's will miss store. her. It was. So mm -hmm. after, so you did your junior year there and were you suddenly like popular in Switzerland? What was that vibe like? Were there clicks there? It sounds like maybe... Less clicky, like less mean girls. And by the way, I was part of the mean girls, you know, mm -hmm. because I wasn't happy and I wasn't like... 
I didn't know who I was, so it was easier to judge everybody else than, you know, be accountable on any level. So I'm not proud of that. Um, less clicky in Switzerland. Um, I mean, the clicks were sometimes like countries. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was definitely like, there was this crop of kids that from Kazakhstan and like we, I had seen Borat. I think it had come out yet or maybe it was going to come out. And, like, yeah. When it came out, I was confused by it because my experience was Kazakhstanian kids were Asian kids who spoke Russian mm. and they all like drove to school in limousines like between <laughs> classes like between buildings they would have they got, limos like shuttled around them. yeah it was wild and like they really stuck to their own circle um and then there was a bunch of Swiss kids that were locals um so there were clicks but it was sort of a more interesting way of having clicks and none of them were mean or ex- or exclusive it really like didn't have that energy because you really felt like there were all these parts of the world coming together. And so that part was kind of cool. Um, and there wasn't really like a cool girl group. So I think I had a fresh start where I was considered cool because I was like new mm-hmm. and, exci- and exciting to people. Um, uh, yeah, and I ended up dating like, you know, one of the most popular boys. And I was really excited about that. Okay, we love mm-hmm. a high school romance. Were you in love? Yeah, it was my first love and I lost my virginity and Oof. it was... It was emotional and weird and losing your virginity in Switzerland to the pot. Was he international? He was from Tennessee. I know. That's international to me. I know. I know. It's like you go all the way to Switzerland and you find someone you could meet on a road trip. Yeah. You're like, wait, you're supposed to be a prince somewhere and now you're just from Tennessee. I know. But everything was like romanticized. You know, we, we, we went on this trip to Milan, Italy, which you like, you know, take a weekend trip on a train, you go to Milan. We stayed in this old castle that had been converted into a hotel. And I was like, God, okay, let's, let's lose our virginity, you know? And he was like, I'm not a virgin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, drag me. Yep. I was like, got it. Cool. So let's just lose mine then, I guess. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was obviously not uh, a romantic experience at all, even though I, I created this setting that I was paying for, by the way, my parents were paying for. Absolutely. Um, You got to be footing the bill of your virginity loss. Yep, I really funded that whole experience. Um, or at least somebody did that was from, from my side. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. And, did you listen to music when you lost your virginity? <clears throat> did you have a playlist? Yeah, there's there's some song that my best friend from high school, Nikki, always brings up that like I claimed... Well, first of all, I, I told her that we had sex 14 times <laughs> in one day. <laughs> Because I thought that every time you, like, switch positions, it's, like, a new time. Oh, sure. A classic mistake. You reset. Yeah. 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 Still, 14 positions? Well, you know what? I think that he was so excited because he didn't expect that was going to happen. And then he Mm. couldn't believe that he, like, was getting to have sex. So then... He he just he forgot that it was probably something you know you're supposed to be like sensitive with a girl it's her first time and he was more kind of like how much can I get out of this and so it was like let's go to the bathroom let's go on the floor let's go right. by the wall and and I was like I guess this is what sex is like just not fun at all <laughs> absolutely I mean I I love sex by the wall sex by the wall yeah it damn was cool. 
God, yeah. all I've said this a million times on this podcast. This is honestly a tagline of the podcast. All high school sex is bad. If you're it's having terrible. sex in high school and if you're a high schooler and you're listening to this and you think you're good at sex, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> you're not no, you're good definitely, at sex. <laughs> and if the girl's pretending to have any pleasure, she is lying. She's lying. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem possible. However, now I wonder if there's like more education around like female but the education is porn i mean yeah. that's not education it's like damaging i'm sure no it's it's bad i i said that i tried to watch porn the other day for cuz i was bored and my husband was gone and i was like hmm maybe i'll masturbate to porn and i spent hours like searching like ethical porn and then i like <laughs> put i put this porn on and they were just playing a flight facility song and i was like i was like i'm just going to Shazam this song and then i'm going to exit out so i just like <gasps> found this song and then left the porn and i didn't watch it i was like i can't watch porn like what am i ethical, doing the concept of ethical porn is actually a great idea yeah you got it has to be it has to because be. you feel like you're you're like am i participating in like sex trafficking sure 100 percent. like what's going yeah. on like how do i it is the testimonies i think are so funny where they're like did you have fun today and the girl's like yeah i had an amazing time it was everything i thought it would be it's like okay <laughs> good for you yeah um, I had thought that it was going to be a really romantic experience, and he obviously was, like, a 16-year-old. So, like, I was 16, he was 17, and the next morning was Valentine's Day, mm. and so I woke up, and he was like, oh, I got to get you your present, and I was like, okay, great, and then he, like, told me to open my eyes, and it was, like, the shampoo bottle from the kit from the bathroom in my hand, and he was, like, laughing hysterically. He was like, yeah, I didn't get you anything. It's like... This is, I gave you my virginity. <laughs> you didn't get me anything? He's like, no. And then he thought it was really funny. So he kept like handing me like the Bible that was in the drawer and then like the pad of paper. And I was like, I could, I might start crying. This is like not what That's I thought it was going to be at all. Awful. That's so mean. Yeah, High school so boys are fucking awful. They're the worst. Mm -hmm. And like, they think they're being charming and funny. And in reality, it's like, you're a fucking dickhead. I think that we're just on such different um, pages at that age. Yeah. I, mean, I think that men as adults being more emotionally evolved is really just from like practice and learning that the things they say don't work with the things that we want to hear, you know, but at yeah. that age, it's like, they haven't really learned. They're in such a different emotional place. Like what he's thinking the sex is and what I'm thinking is so different. So different. And so you just, they just don't even know. know. Like it's, it's not a big thing to them. There's nothing emotional about it for them. Right. It's crazy. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, honey. I say it every day. It's really true. It is. It's true. So after your junior year at boarding school, were you, did you get better at school? Did your grades get better? I got like straight A's. It turned out I was actually smart. Oh my God. A fabulous discovery. I know. Did you still have purple hair? I, yeah, I did. I think I, I think it was like red by that time. It wasn't a great look for me. What was your style like? Did you become, Oof. did you have more like Malibu style and then you go to Switzerland and now you're more like European style? Like what were the looks? It was a lot of the Delia's catalog being sent mm. to me. Love Delia's. Uh-huh. So I was really into like thermals and Like a Henley. Boots. Yes. Loved a Henley. Um, a lot of thermals with like a t-shirt over it, like mm. a long sleeve thermal with a t-shirt over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and um and like bootcut jeans mm. and sketcher boots. We love we love a sketcher. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also like those little head the hairband things that would like 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 oh yeah you the know, ziggy ziggy the yes that would like uh-huh. comb, it would like comb back your hair correct yeah and then you had to put they were painful to put on sometimes mm-hmm. oh yeah they like stab your skull yeah. Um, and then the little like little clips everywhere, you know, like little like butterfly clips yep. around my hair, mm-hmm. and then and then chokers that were just like holding on for dear life yeah. around my thick neck at the time. <laughs> Those like plasticky weird ones, or like a fabric leather perhaps one, like a woven, like a mm. thin woven one. Beautiful. Um, and um, and then my my jacket I wore every day was a an oversized gas station jacket, like a vintage gas station jacket that inside I wore like a um, fleece, not fleece, but like sheepskin. Like yeah, like a, kind of yeah, well, yeah, like a fleece, like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> a fleece thing. That yeah. sounds cool. I like your style. Oh, thank you. Was it it wasn't cute on my frame. Was it consistent throughout? Did you deviate? Did you change? No, it stayed that way. Um, it stayed that way. For a long time, and I look back and I wish I would have evolved the style at some point. But <laughs> I just hadn't accepted my basic energy, you That's, know. Yeah, but you know what? I actually am gonna counter your instinct by saying that actually you were basic because I think that going through the steps of discovering that you're actually basic is not basic at all. Oh, thank you. I think that you need to go through the steps of being like, I don't think I'm this way, and then being like, hmm. Maybe I am this way, and therefore it's like fully realized and not basic. Because I think being supremely basic means that you've never ventured outside of the creature comforts that is being basic. Okay, you're right. I think I'm basic adjacent then. Yeah, you're 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 basic adjacent. That's Thank that's you. what I'm gonna say. So, where did you go for your senior year, and why did you leave boarding school? So um, that guy broke my heart and dumped me for a really cool girl who had a shaved head. Mm. No. Yeah. It was really upsetting because I actually broke up with him first um, and he was very annoying about the breakup and so I felt good about it. And then I second guessed it and I thought, oh shit, I think maybe I messed up. I want him back. But he moved on with this girl with a shaved head who was like, so cool and really tall and skinny and she was like like she was exotic and like all the things I wasn't and I was devastated and so I really unraveled after that breakup and I like couldn't recover Mm. and so I didn't go back to Switzerland because I was too upset about it and I Mm. didn't want to be the whole country was going to be triggering for me so and it and you know what it would have been and you needed to protect yourself yeah, I, I have to protect my energy. I I get it. I too was in a volatile two high school relationships. And, really? Oh yeah. Oh my god. I was like, love sick isn't even. It was like I was a addict to these yeah. people, and mm-hmm. not having them made me feel like I was going to die. Oh yeah. And yeah, I remember, remember that feeling when you'd be waiting for like an email, oh like my waiting God. at AOL, yes. and I'd be refreshing my AOL like, like every five minutes. It's just, or like if you 
be waiting for them to go on aim and when you'd have like this set the door creak to like hear when someone comes in and then it would close right away i know and you're like you're like why or when does or when you'd get a text and just like seeing seeing their name appear on like your little flippy phone it would be like the world well you must you must be younger than me i am when did you graduate high school i graduated in 2008 oof okay I'm eight. Wow. I'm eight years younger than you. Fuck. Actually, but not in age, which is what. Which is what's weird about high school. I think. Mm-hmm. How old are you? I'm 39. Yeah, we're we're only six years apart in age, but eight years apart in school. Interesting. Well, I'm 39 for another like five days. Honey, we're still six years apart today. That's true. <laughs> That's really true. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's. Being lovesick is just something that is so, uh, I don't know, like seminal to being a teen. It's like it becomes your whole world and you truly are convinced that you're going to spend forever with this person. Yeah. I'm really envious of people who really didn't develop that kind of intensity in their relationships till a lot later. Yeah. Because it's so wasted on you at that age. You know, it's not like you're going to do anything healthy with it. No. And it's just sort of destructive and it really like takes over. And I, I mean, I guess you can't really regret your personality, but I just like wish that I hadn't, you know, been so um, susceptible to that kind of devastation. What were your parents like, like this doesn't mean anything? Did they like chime in on your feelings at all? Or like, cause you also have a sister. Was she like, did anybody come to try and talk sense to you or were, or were you just like, no, you don't understand my experience? No, my family was very independent of each other. So there wasn't really like this family unit where anybody talked about each other's stuff at like the dinner table. Everyone was kind of like did their own thing. So, um, I don't, didn't really any ask any of their advice. I don't think. And Sarah and I weren't close at all when I was in high school. She had a totally different journey than I did. And was just like not interested in mine at all. I was really close with my little sister, mm. um, but she it was three years younger than me, so I couldn't really like get advice from her. Um, yeah, it wasn't. I didn't really get a lot of guidance there, which in some ways, like as an adult, I'm really grateful because my parents are very hands off people. They're not guilting, and they don't like insert themselves um, or micromanage my life in any way. And they didn't at the time either. So I was sort of left to my own devices to make the mistakes and like figure it out. That's good. I mean, I just remember my mom being like, get your shit together. Her being like, this person's fucking stupid. Stop Mm -hmm. doing this. Like, your life will go on. And I would be like, you don't know how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't get it. And I just wish that I listened to her because she is right. Like, what a waste of fucking time. I agree. I mean, my mom gave me some really good advice when I was 15 it wasn't about boys, but I was 15 and I was, um, I went to Fred Siegel, Santa Monica to get an outfit for my 15th birthday party. What did you get? Um, I got a tube top, mm. um, and this like brown, like denim pencil skirt. Love it. And I was trying on the outfits. And like I said before, I was, uh, a little, much rounder at the time and the outfit wasn't zipping up and the woman who worked at Fred Siegel was being kind of annoyed about it. Like, well, that's the biggest size we have. 
And I like had a meltdown in the dressing room. I was like sweating and I like turned bright red and I was like so upset and I started crying and I was like, I don't have a party and I, I hate my body and I feel disgusting. And my mom was like, Aaron, let me explain something to you. You are 15 years old. You are not supposed to peak at 15. This is not supposed to be the best version of yourself that you're ever gonna have. You wanna peak at 30. You have literally 15 more years to become the version of yourself that you love. So just lean in to the awkwardness of today. It doesn't really matter. And I was like, oh, that's really helpful that I actually, it took a lot of the pressure off that I had to be the best version of myself that day for my 15th birthday. Totally. That's beautiful advice. And how do you feel now that you're past 30? <laughs> Just barely past 30. Um, it's so funny because my husband always asks me, he's like, you, you're peaking like now, right? Like I have you at your peak. And I'm like, I think my peak was like 32. And that was three years before I met him. And no. he, hate, he hates the idea that I like peaked without, that I peaked before him. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I peaked, honestly, my, 30, my 30s have been f- fantastic, way better than my 20s, way better than the teen years. And I still absolutely agree that peaking around 30 is like fantastic. I think I'm going to peak in my 70s because when I'm in my mm. 70s, I'll be like, I will be, I will have stacked many coins. I will be able to travel the world at my leisure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, my husband will have aged like Pierce Brosnan and mm. will be like, you know, sucking and fucking our way through mm. Europe or some shit. I don't know. I, I hope you guys are doing that at 70. That's amazing. I, Me by too. The way, also, a peak. A peak obviously implies that you like it's the top point and then you're downhill after that. I don't think that that's what it really feels like. I feel like, of course, everyone's experience is unique to them, but I feel like you just make such little tiny upward movements. And then when you get to 30, it's like you shoot up to this level of self-awareness and acceptance that is so different than your 20s. And like it keeps going up from there. I think that like I'm about to turn 40 and I'm like, that's going to be a whole new decade that I hope I feel even more comfortable in my own skin and even more accepting of the truth, you know, of the world and the people around me. Like, I think that you have an opportunity to just keep, that's the goal, right? Is you just keep totally. getting better. I, I agree. I think we all, I think my mom always said her 40s were her favorite time in her life. Because mm-hmm. I think when you're 40, like you have more of, you hopefully you feel that you have more of these things under your belt. Like maybe you're in a more settled relationship. Maybe you have a home that you're really happy in. And maybe like the way that you're dwelling in your life feels more at peace or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Every, we peak in every decade, I say. Yeah. Um, And with that, we're going to go to a little break and we'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we're back. Okay, <laughs> so we didn't go back to boarding school because we were uh, heartbroken. So then where did you land your senior year? Um, back to Malibu High School. Mm. And I just looked around and I was like, I'm so much better than all of you now. I've been to Europe. Mm. I've lived in Switzerland. I've learned French. You're all peasants. Mm-hmm. And you mean nothing to me. Absolutely. I just felt so above it all. I and really you were, did. And you were. And I think I was. I think I, you know what? I came back changed because I had seen what else is out there. And I saw that the world was so much bigger than this little tiny place that I didn't feel like I fit in. And so I felt so relaxed when I got back because I felt like I was in on a secret that none of them knew about. Like there's a whole bigger world that doesn't care about the truck you drive, that doesn't care who your parent is, that doesn't care about the trip you just went on, like, or how, you know, good of a surfer you are. Like there's a bigger world out there and they don't know about any of you guys. Yeah. And this, my life is going to be bigger than this, you know, not, and I don't mean in bigger, like career wise. I mean, just like, these are not my people. Right. And, and I now know that my people are out there. Right. So then did you feel like more liberated? Did you feel less like oppressed by your environment? I did. Yeah, That's I really great. did. Um, if you could think of like a quintessential high school story or something that happened to you outside of losing your virginity in a castle <laughs> in Milan, what, what is that? Like what, what is a quintessential Aaron high school story? Mm. God, I mean, I, can I really top losing my virginity in a castle in Milan? I don't, I really don't know if you can. Mm-hmm. I um, don't know if you can. Maybe that was it. But I also feel like maybe it wasn't. Maybe there are, right. there's another moment where you're like, because mm-hmm. I feel like also, and maybe this is me watching the OC too much or something, but I feel like Malibu kids were also like bad. You guys were like bad. Like you were like yeah. bad, bad, bad girl club. Like. Mm-hmm. Drinking, drugs, bonfires. Yeah. I never did drugs. I mean, I really still haven't really properly done drugs. I've never done, like, coke or anything like that. Like, I'm too scared to do drugs. But I, it was a lot of weed and, like, acid, which mm. I, never, I never did that. Um, yeah, a lot of weed and a lot of, a lot of drinking for sure. Uh, yeah, we were kind of bad, like... I don't know. I don't know if my friends were really doing drugs. I think they were kind of too, like, scared to properly do. But, but yeah, it was bad. I mean, it's just, it's, I think that's kind of all small town mentality. It's like, you really don't have a lot to do, so you just get into trouble. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of house parties, and... Um, Did they ever get busted by the cops? All the time. All the time, and it, like, didn't really matter. Mm. They weren't really, you know... Um, messing with anyone. I mean, I remember when I was like in 10th grade, my mom had always said to me, 
if you're ever out with friends drinking and everyone's drinking, like if you call me and have me pick you up, I'll never, ever, ever get mad at you. Because a lot of kids drank and drove in right, Malibu. Right, right. Um, and you're on PCH, so it's like not smart. Um, and Uber obviously didn't exist back then. And so I, um, no, I was in ninth grade actually. And a senior asked me to the prom <gasps> as a ninth grader, which was pretty cool. Um, and... I went to prom with him and afterwards everyone was like wasted and I was in ninth grade so I couldn't drive and so I called my mom and she got out of bed she came in and picked us up and she drove everybody home and we like listened to music in the car and it was like really fun and great and I never got punished and I was like super grateful and I fully used used the things she wanted me to. That's so, I wasn't that- so nice. Yeah, I wasn't that bad of a kid, honestly. That's- I was like too scared for- to stress my mom out. That's so beautiful. What a nice, supportive, loving mother. I know. Yeah, I got lucky. Oh, my goodness. Knock, knock, knock. Is that a knock on the door? Why, yes, it is. Welcome (laughs) to your high school guidance counselor's office. It's me, your high school (laughs) guidance counselor. In this section of the podcast, you get to rectify a wrongdoing of the past. If you want to say fuck you to someone, if you want to apologize to someone, now is your time to release whatever has been gnawing on your subconscious from high school and then guess what after you uh you know rid yourself of it here you never think about it again because that's Mm. how therapy works honey (laughs) whoa that's a dream okay so (laughs) so am i talking to myself am i talking as myself or this is the guidance counselor well you're talking to uh, you're talking as yourself to me your guidance counselor and i will help you heal i will i will guide you to salvation okay um i uh, okay, hold on. I need more. I need more context. Am I speaking in present tense in high school? You're speaking as yourself now, reflecting upon, like for me, for example, I like right now today. What do I want to get off my chest from high school? Okay, I want to say fuck you to my U.S. history teacher, <laughs> who literally intentionally was failing me and was a fucking dick and like clearly knew that I was struggling in my personal life and never just pulled me aside and was like, hey, why are you failing? Why are you always falling asleep? What's going on? I think you come to my class stoned and reeking of cigarettes all the time and instead was a raging dick to me. So fuck mm. you mm-hmm. to him. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, I think mine would be more some accountability. Great. On my part, I would say that um, I would honestly say sorry mm. to a lot of my teachers and a lot of the people I went to high school with for taking all my anger out on all of them. Mm-hmm. That was really about myself, my parents, my family, all the shit that was going on at home. And I just was so unhappy with myself that mm. I wanted to make sure I made everybody else unhappy too. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Not proud of that, you know? Yeah, but you know what? You guess what? You just apologized for it. You just sought redemption, and now we're cleansing you. Everyone yeah. is hearing. Sometimes, you know, saying sorry is really the biggest thing you can do is to apologize. Yeah. And I also think, you know, now that there's distance in space, I'm sure the people that might have felt negatively affected by you were probably just like, yeah, she was a teen going through some intense teen shit. You know, yeah, I think sometimes we the way that we remember it in our head 
is not as bad. I mean, the thing is, everyone's just like trying to survive, so they're not really focusing on you as much as you are. Totally. I mean, it's still that way to this day. Like, when you leave a party or a dinner and you think to yourself, like, oh, God, like, did I sound stupid? Like, what does this person think of me? Like, did I say the wrong thing? And it's like, oh, I'm not thinking about that person. I'm thinking about myself. And it's in high school, you definitely, like, don't have that perspective. You're just constantly, mm-hmm. like, you know, all these people hate me because I was a cunt. Um, yeah. But then... <laughs> Everyone was a fucking cunt in one way or another in high school because yeah, we're all just like true. hormonal lunatics. That is true. Um, Tevi, do we have a, a writer? We have a classmate corner. This is when our listeners write in to talk to the high school guidance counselor, which is now you and I, and we get to hear from them. So who's written in today and what do they want to resolve? Sure. So today we have Jamie writing in. Jamie says, love the pod and love you. I'm Jamie, and I would like to give an enormous fuck you to my first boyfriend in (laughs) high school, Gary. I was really, really shy and deeply closeted in high school, so I kind of just said yes to the first guy that had interest in me. Gary was cheating on me for the entire year we dated, and when I broke up with him, I started dating another guy soon after. Gary was so insane that when he found out I had another boyfriend, he found us as we were driving on a highway and tried to run us off the road. Then he started following us and called me, saying to pull over and that he was going to fight my new boyfriend, who was actually a state champion wrestler and would have kicked his ass, so I really should have (laughs) let him. We finally got to my house, and I had to call the police because he had followed us there and was waiting outside. It was really terrifying at the time and traumatized me for a long time. Anyway, thanks for reading, (gasps) and thanks for therapizing. Ciao. (gasps) Ciao, indeed. Jesus. Oh my god, okay, if I'm honest, some part of me was sort of, like, jealous that in high school there was two guys fighting over her. Like, that never <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> uh, wow, tried to run you off the road? That's like yeah, Mark that's... Wahlberg in Fear. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a little cool. Well, there was definitely something about Jamie. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's for sure. That is deeply traumatizing. That's like very real. If that were to happen to me now, I would be freaking the fuck out. Yeah, fuck him, I guess. But also impressed that you like, you know, drove these two men to be so incensed over you. Yeah. Hats off to that. You were doing something right. Mm -hmm. But also fuck Gary for sure. Um, so, you know, I say, fuck you, Gary. I'm going to double down on that. That's, that's really scary. And I hope that you've gotten help because you needed help. And I hope that you have found it and that you are not fucking nuts anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Can't imagine Gary is too proud of that moment either. Yeah. Can't imagine that Gary should ever do that ever again in Gary's life. <laughs> Um, also, his name is Gary, which is... I know, I was thinking, like, who in high school's name is Gary? You know, it's... I don't, there are Gary, there there are Geralds that become Geralds that become Gary. <laughs> All the guys in Malibu High were, like, Austins and Lucases, you know? Yeah, did you have, like, Christian, Tristan, Dustins? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we had a lot of Christians. Yeah, a lot of Christians. We had, like, Pascals. We had, like... Ooh. Really, um, yeah, very Malibu. In D.C., we had, like, 
We had a lot of Matts, a lot of Matthews, mm-hmm. a lot of Johnnies, Matthews, and then we had like really waspy, like Trip and like oh. Cliff and Clay and mm. B and you know there was a yeah B was his name, literally just the initial B. Oh, I thought B is like a girl's name, which I think is a cute girl's name. B is a very cute girl's name. Um, If you could go back in time and give your high school self any advice, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Do everything differently. (laughs) Just be a a different person entirely. (laughs) Well, that's good. That's good. That's good advice. Okay, I would tell her to please um, don't take everything so personally. Mm. And please learn to laugh at yourself because it takes you a very long time to get there. And um, maybe cut back on the carbs a little bit. You know, <laughs> she's, she's a little top heavy. What was your favorite snack? Everything. Everything. I didn't, a lot of ice cream, a lot of pasta, a lot of mac and cheese. Mm. Yeah, a lot of snacking. Are we doing Craft Blue Box? Are we doing Annie's Purple Box? Are we doing Velveeta? What's what's the vibe? I was really lucky that I did grow up with a healthy mom. Like Mm. she was very into alternative medicine and into like cooking healthy, and Mm -hmm. so I was lucky in that regard. But um, yeah, I was just a big emotional eater. Mm. Yeah, I still am. Mm -hmm. I emotionally eat. I find. Um, wow, I just was thinking about how my I loved Blue Box Kraft macaroni and cheese, and I used to cut up hot dogs and put it in my macaroni and cheese, and it's like the best. <laughs> the it's best a good move. meal ever, ever. It's a really good move. <laughs> um, did you go to prom? Uh, yeah, I did go to prom. What did I you wear, dude? I had like an iconic dress that I wore to my senior prom. I bought a like emerald green Cationa Deli wrap dress. Ooh. Do you remember Cat? Do you remember Cationa Deli? No, I'll need to look it up. Oh my god, it was! I'm iconic. looking it up now. Cationa Deli was like the shit, and the dress cost six hundred dollars, and I had oh never god. ever owned anything that expensive, and it became like a famous dress that I wore because it was like so elegant and like I don't even know how I stumbled upon such greatness so young this is amazing that's beautiful hold on I'm looking them up wow what you said it was blue it was like an emerald green emerald green Mm -hmm. it was really cool it was like silk it was so beautiful you're going to need to send us pictures yeah I have pictures somewhere and it was like a beautiful dress Oh, I'll find them. We love that. Um, and our last question of the podcast was, did you have a senior superlative? I, in senior year, got second best looking. <laughs> <laughs> second best looking? Isn't That's that a weird? so weird. It's a really weird one. Yeah. Um, there was like a... Like a rank, I guess, like first and second place for a lot of things. And that one, I got second place. Uh, Who Katie got... Phelps was first. Oh Katie Phelps. Oh, my God. I think it was, I think, I think Katie Phelps. 
second, yeah, second best looking. That's so funny. That's the funniest <laughs> senior superlative we've ever had. How hilarious is that? Second best looking. It's like, it's like okay, thanks, but also like rude. Yeah, I would, like really couldn't decide how I felt about it. I was like happy to be in the running, but like would have rather you know be first, obviously. That's so funny. Yeah, wow. it was pretty funny. Oh, my goodness. Erin, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been such a treat chatting with you. I'm so happy you agreed to delve into your high school history with us. It was traumatic, but I think healing at the same time. It's healing. You know, sometimes you got to chat about it with someone else to be like, oh, that was so stupid. And now I'm Mm -hmm. so amazing. And yay. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm so it was so fun. I really like doing this. Thank Um, you for having me on. Of course. Where can my little listeners follow you and find you and see more of your gorgeous face? (laughs) Your second second best looking face. (laughs) I should have that on my like Instagram profile, second best looking. Um, My Instagram is just my name, Aaron Foster. There you go. Follow Aaron Foster. Yeah, please do. Um, And thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you have something you want to get off your chest, please email us at seniorsuperlativespod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Only give me five stars. Only give me positive reviews. I don't like negative things. I'm sensitive. Um, Mm -hmm. And as I say every week, stay cool, never change. Until next time, bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.